if you as a father are not there to counteract the garbage that is coming at your family, then who is? Gentlemen, welcome to the Restoring Manhood podcast, where we are engaging men in the battle to restore manhood, where we are working to earn the right to be called men in our society. My name is Troy Beyer, and today I'd like to speak a little bit about mental strength. I think that there is a lot of conversation, a lot of talk about physical strength. Um, you know, go listen to many of the podcasts or programs or all this stuff out there about getting stronger and building your muscles and all that kind of things. But there's a little bit less conversation about mental strength. Now, I believe that mental strength and physical strength do come hand in hand and that being physically healthy and staying physically fit is a big part of being mentally strong. But specifically talking about being mentally strong, I think is something that we need to start taking a serious, serious look at in today's day and age because many, most, I would say, of the attacks or beliefs or things that are coming at us and at our families, at our kids, at our spouses, our wives, at our at our world, really is more mental in nature than it is physical. Um, I believe it will be. It is much less likely that a man will be forced into a situation where he will have to physically defend his family than it is likely that he will have to be one who is a is mentally strong enough to support his family. And I think that is something we need to start talking about, and we need to start doing something about actively and purposely is building the muscles in our brains to be able to fend off the lies, the BS that is being taught to us subconsciously um, without our really even knowing it. And social media, I believe, is one of the main things that has come after men in this day and age. I think that social media is, um, you know, run by algorithms. It's, you know, where you log in and you see all these things and you kind of think you're seeing what your friends are saying and stuff like that. But the reality is you're just being fed an echo chamber. I think we've all heard the term echo chamber. It's, you know, a phrase that's pretty common in this day and age about how you just kind of hear or see or read on your social media platform the things that the social media platform wants you to read and see because it'll keep you connected. And, um if you have not listened to some of the podcasts or seen the documentary, I think it's called Social Dilemma, um, you probably should try to take a look at that. Cast some insight. Can't verify every single fact in there, but I think it's something worth listening to and watching. There is also some podcasts that a guy named Tristan Harris has been on, and he has his own podcast. You can just look him up, Tristan Harris, and um, start listening to some of the things he's been saying as he is trying to kind of raise a flag to all that the social media platforms are doing and how it's impacting society, how it's impacting us. Now, individually, as men, I think one of the things that we need to do to help protect ourselves, protect our families, protect those around us, protect those that we are responsible for, and really help make it make a change in our society is to understand what we are putting into our minds and understand how our brains work and how our brains control eventually what we do through what we believe. 
I'd like to start by telling a little bit of a story, kind of funny story about my childhood or <laughs> more my mid-20s. So when I was in my mid-20s, my friends used to absolutely mock me for these things that I would print out or write and put on my walls in my rooms. Um, and I would read them. And I actually found one of them. And what it says is, if it does not build me, teach me, break me, drain me, mold me, restore me, or excite me, then why am I doing it? And why have I allowed it in my life? And if I am not broken, sore, exhausted, finished, or dead, why have I stopped? Now, that's that was a poster that I put on the back of my door. So every time my door shut, I, I would have to read that. And I remember I, I had that um, in a specifically tough time in my life when I was going through a lot of like kind of just downturn. I was working on transitioning from a 10-year kind of career in mortgage banking where I made a lot of money to try, trying to figure out what the next step was because the next step was looking like it was eventually going to be education where I am now a, you know, working as it's been special ed and, you know, school psych and stuff. But <laughs> this is in the middle when I was I had nothing. I didn't know where I was going to go. Didn't know how I was going to pay for going back to school because I hadn't gone to school at that point. And um, I needed something to look at every day to remind me not to give up and to kind of remind me to keep going. And my buddies used to just mock me. They'd come here and laugh and be like, here's one of, one of Troy's sayings. And it wasn't the first one. I'd had a couple other ones where you know, I would have something on, the, on a thing that was like, you're going to have a great day or just kind of these sayings that I would read and see. And I'd see them every day. Um, and the reason I had them is because my dad taught me when I was younger that having stuff like that that you see on a daily basis just helps you keep in the right stage of mind. And that to be successful, you have to first believe that you can be successful. And if you don't believe it, and if you're not putting it in your brain, and you can't, if you don't believe that you can succeed, or you don't believe that you can continue, or you don't believe that, you know, you can make it through the hardships, then there's a solid chance you won't. So one of the ways that I worked on continuing to strengthen my mind in a very, very hard time in my life was having these sayings. And to be truthfully honest, they, they were hugely helpful. Um, I remember that, you know, when I was having a, a tough time, I would look at one of those, I would read it five or six times and I'd be like, it would just kind of remind me like, okay, it's okay that this is incredibly hard because I'm, that life is supposed to be hard. It's not supposed to be easy. The reason I share that story is because I think that it's pretty common that we kind of tease that kind of thing. We kind of, you know, someone writes something down or says something that would be positive about themselves. It's seen as arrogant or ridiculous or um, just kind of pointless or mumbo jumbo, you know, with the stupid stuff on your wall, you know, you wake up and you have your little sayings, I am beautiful, I am great. <laughs> I forget what the whole thing of the, I think it was in the 90s, there was some saying, I am beautiful, I am great, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the truth is, I think right now, having things like that in our lives that we are deliberately putting in our brains is more important than any time in history, any, because the subconscious part of your brain is going to believe stuff, whether you want it to believe it or not. And the reason why I put those signs on my wall is because I knew enough to know that the part of my brain that is not actively conscious, that is not making you know critical decisions or logical decisions, just operates off of the thing that's kind of being presented to it the most. And I knew that in my life at that time, what I was being presented with the most was you're no longer the big deal you used to be. You're trying to reset. You're living in a situation that isn't like the best. You're not making any money. You don't have anywhere where, you're, you don't, where your future is going to go. And I needed to remind myself that it was okay to f be in that place for now and that working through it is how you get to the other side. Now, 
what we are being fed on a daily basis from that phone that is in our pocket every second of every day, for the most part, many people I know have kind of moved away from it, but we have these cell phones. We have text message, we have email, we have Facebook or, or Instagram or TikTok or whatever the platform, Twitter, the platform that we want to call. We have all of those things where we're gathering information. News, I would throw news outlets in this too. All of these entities, their primary objective is to keep you engaged in their platform. That is it. They don't care whether they're giving you good stuff or bad stuff or truth or lies. They just want to keep you engaged because the more they keep you engaged, the more they can quantify the fact that you are engaged. And if you are engaged, they can then charge money for sponsorships. That's what it is. Sponsorships or ads or whatever, and they can make money. So the adage, follow the money, I believe plays very, very loud in today's society when we're looking specifically at social media. I think maybe we we come down on social media platforms too hard for being partisan or having an agenda when the truth of the matter is I believe that these social media platforms have one agenda and it's money and it's power. And I don't really go past that. I can say that with confidence, I can say those things because they are for-profit entities. Therefore, their job is to make money and they make money for their shareholders. And that is why they exist. So for us to have any other expectation than that they will do anything that they can to make money off of us using their platform is ignorant and just not smart. That's, that's how, why they exist. Now think of this analogy. When you're driving down the road, or say we're driving the freeway, and there is a car accident ahead. And the car accident's on the other side of the road. It's not even on your side of the freeway. But your side of the freeway is slowing down, like a lot. It happens a million times. It's happened to all of us. You get up to the accident and you're like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I'm going so slow. This is so frustrating. And then you get to the accident and you're like, I wonder what happened. And you look over and all of a sudden you're looking up and all the cars in front of you gone and you're the guy going slow. And so you take off because you're looking at the car accident. The way all of these social media platforms work is like a car crash. You start looking at one thing, it will pretty quickly start feeding you the car crash. The most extreme thing they can show you because that is what keeps you, keeps me, keeps us engaged in those platforms. Therefore, we're going to be reading, seeing, flipping through, watching videos of the most ridiculous things possible, the most extreme political views, the most extreme statements about how crazy the world is and how divided the world is and how everything's falling apart. And it's mostly terribly negative, terribly bad, terribly depressing things that are being fed to us every second we're flipping through this stuff. And the crazy thing is this technology is pretty clever and they've been tracking us for a while and you've had your, your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter account for long enough that it kind of knows what stuff you like, what stuff you engage with the longest, and it'll use that data to make sure the next thing you see is kind of catered toward you. On my feed, I see a lot of stupid motorcycle videos <laughs> and like fast car things and, and other stuff like that. And it's pointless stuff. And then in, in, into that, you get into the political stuff. And all of a sudden, every time you see any of these political things, it's like the world is ending. The world is ending. And that is what we are feeding our subconscious. So what we won't do because we think it's ridiculous is write on a piece of paper something positive and put it on the back of our door and look at it every day. Because that's, that's just stupid. Why would we do that? But what we will do is, and you can track it, go on your phone and look at the tracker, see the daily, see how much time you spend on it. 
hours a day, whatever hours a day it is. And you can tell how many hours every day you've spent looking at things that are pointless, that are feeding your subconscious, our subconscious. So when I say it's important for us to be mentally strong, I'm serious. This is, it's more important in this day and age for men to be mentally strong and to not be swayed and pulled into the depression or the weakness or the, the hole that the, you know, I'm not going to try to even say there's a great conspiracy because, you know, I don't even know if it's a conspiracy. I just say these are companies that are trying to make money and, and they're trying to make money off of us. And so they feed us stuff we want to see. And then they, they, they show us commercials in the middle of it. But, but what we're watching is worthless for the most part. I mean, there's good stuff out there and we can find it. But for the most part, the stuff that we see when we're kind of just screwing around is absolutely worthless junk. And that's going into our subconscious. Although critically, as critical thinkers, we might know that a lot of the stuff we're seeing is ridiculous and extreme. Subconsciously, the part of your brain that doesn't have values or morals or all that kind of stuff or um, really critical thinking that just believes what you expose to it the most, if you've ever heard the saying, you will become the friends you hang out with and the books that you read. That is kind of part of that. I said that in my, I think, very first podcast, and I think it's a saying that is held very, very true. If we are putting this stuff in front of us for a majority of the time, but we're not making active, deliberate steps to believe the positive things about this world, the positive things about ourselves, and the positive impact that we can make independently on this world, then what are we doing? It's insanely hypocritical to laugh at the person or laugh at the idea of positive thinking and believing positive things and actively pursuing positive thoughts about yourself and about the people around you and about what you can do in this world and what kind of impact you can make. It's hypocritical to laugh at that, but then at the same time, spend a bunch of time looking, watching the news, reading even the newspaper. I would say that I would put the news media um, platforms at this day and age, whatever channel you like, right wing, left wing, middle wing, whatever, no wing, all the, all the platforms, they're there to make money. That's the bottom line. They do not exist if there are not commercials between the weather. They don't make money unless there are, you know, pop-ups showing up on, on your app. So to, th- to think that the, the news platforms ha- are, are really <laughs> any cleaner or have any motivation to be cleaner than the social media platforms, you're kind of fooling yourself. So to back up a little bit about mental strength and why it's important for us, everything that I just said, so maybe you're saying, well, yeah, I know that and I don't believe it and that's fine. The reason why it's the most important for men to be mentally strong, to first understand the garbage that is out there and understand the motivation behind the garbage so we can kind of bracket what we're believing and how much of this we're believing is because the exact same stuff that I was talking about is being fed to your children and to your wives and to our society and to your girlfriends and to the people you care about and your moms and your dads and your sons and your daughters on a daily basis. And if we're talking about being even dads, which many of us are dads, It is imperative that we as men are mentally strong enough to feed to our kids a positive message that they are good, that they 
can achieve good things, that the world is not falling apart every three seconds. We need to counteract the nonsense that is being fed to them on a second-by-second basis because kids, the statistics on kids and social media are eyes out of this world. I work with youth on a daily basis, um, thousands of kids over the last 15 years, and I look at the statistics on social media and kids often, and I've seen it. I have seen it with my own eyes. I see it every day. It is insane the amount of social media, the amount of YouTube, the amount of Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. TikTok is ridiculous. So stupid. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, it is insane the amount of this nonsense that is coming at our kids. And as if fathers are not present to help their kids navigate the waters of social media, then the next generation will be so far poisoned by all of this and so far poisoned about what they believe about themselves and society and even other people. Because one thing I believe that is happening is that the the world is being presented as the most divided as it has ever been. And I don't think it actually is as divided as we're being presented because the way that social media platforms operate is that they present us with the most extreme um, the most extreme of the things that we're looking for. So it makes us think, oh my gosh, if you don't believe this, you're like insanely the opposite the other direction or whatever. People that disagree with me and you or you and me, I disagree with you. <laughs> the way that social media works is that it will put everything in the most extreme. When the reality is I think a lot of us live closer to the middle and really could communicate with each other on a, on a pretty good basis. Men, we need to work to be mentally strong ourselves so that we can be mentally strong and teach our, our kids, help our wives be mentally strong themselves. One thing that I have tried to start implementing in my own life with my wife and my daughter is to every day when I leave, make sure I make eye contact with them and I tell them how beautiful they are, how resilient they are, and how powerful they are. Because I know that when I'm gone, the world is going to tell them the opposite all day. And if I am not there as a dad to be standing for my kid and my wife, then who is? If you as a father are not there to counteract the garbage that is coming at your family, then who is? And I think that one of the things that we need to restore in manhood is that men need to stand up for their families. And in this day and age, Unlike years and years and years ago, 100 years ago, whatever, where physical strength is what protected a family, physical strength is what kept men and that kept their, men, their families safe, mental strength is what is going to become the most important thing in protecting your family. So I want to go print some stuff out and put it around my house so my, my kid and my wife, my wife see it so they can just be reminded that there is good in this world, that they can do good in this world, that the life is hard and that's okay. I invite you guys to do the same. I invite you guys to pay attention to the things you're putting in your brain because it's so important. The things that you put in your brain, whether on purpose or not, and whether you actually believe them or not doesn't matter because if you're spending the majority of your time flipping through reading things that you don't necessarily agree with, your subconscious is going to start acting like you believe it. And it'll affect your actions. So read good stuff. Put 
stupid sayings on your wall. Have a little saying about yourself in the morning that helps you remember that there's good that can happen, that you can do good and you can be powerful. And have confidence knowing that you were created for a purpose by deliberate hands. And as you go out in God's name, giddy up.